Ayan na, ayan na mga kameta. Kamusta kay Jan? Kamusta kay Jan? Welcome sa Pilipinas. Welcome sa the best ano, ano. Mamaya tayo mag-comment dyan. Pag-usapan natin ng konti ulit itong pagbisita ni Pangulong Marcos Jr. dito sa China. Siyempre, ito yung beshi ni dating presidente, tatay, mayor, president Digong. So, medyo update tayo dyan. But of course, before that, medyo balikan natin yung mga developments na nangyari. So, today, nagtitrending itong issue sa BPI. So, mukhang sa BPI, meron naman error na malaking nangyari. So, uh, kainan lang sinabi ng Bank of the Philippine Islands na transactions of its client during the New Year holidays ay na-double posted. But the lender maintained only some were affected. Hindi masyadong maraming tao. Pero kitang-kita natin dito mga kameta uh, dito sa... Uh, kitang-kita natin dito sa Twitter. Marami nakaka-relate dito at marami na-apektuhan dito. No? So sabi ng BPI, among the transactions posted twice were those made through automated teller machines, cash accept machines, CAM, ATMs, and point of sale and e-commerce debit transactions. No, So the transactions were made from December 30 to December 31, 2022, Kasama Rizal Day and New Year's Eve respectively. Ayon sa BPI, we are already working to reverse a duplicate transaction. Rest assured that your account is safe and secure. Salamat. Uh, si BPI Chief Customer Marketing Officer naman, si Kathy Santa Maria, sabi, only some clients were affected. So they're trying to kind of downplay the situation. Please be informed that we expect correction of the duplicate transactions within the day. Given the high volume of inquiries on our online banking channels, you may experience intermittent access to our web and mobile apps. No, So ang Banko Central po ay nag, uh, nag-reply din dito. Sabi ng Banko Central ng Pilipinas na the bank already identified the root cause of the operational error and committed to reverse the erroneous transactions and restore mobile internet banking services the soonest uh, possible. Ayon kay Governor, Deputy Governor BPI, si Chuchi Fonasier, after our investigation, we'll determine appropriate action to take on BPI. So mag- magkakaroon pa ng uh, mga um, proper investigation dito. Yung BPI po ay nag-end ng third quarter of 2022 with a t- almost 30 billion pesos worth of revenues and 10 billion pesos in net income. So, medyo magandian. So, and uh, BPA was the third largest bank in the Philippines as of September 2022 with total assets of 2.5 trillion pesos. No? Yung subsidiaries niya, marami all over the country. BPA Family Savings, BPA Capital Corporations, BPA International Financial Limited, BPA Remittance Center Hong Kong, so on and so forth. No? So, uh, now... On the service, you can say this is just another glitch, but the point is, parang nagback to back itong mga glitches na yan, and that's raising a lot of concerns that what's happening? Are these things just coincidental? Is something more serious happening? So, kanina, uh, nag-comment si dating Congressman Rufi Biazon, anak ni dating Defense Minister and FP Chief, uh, si, uh, of course, Senator Biazon, na, okay, that's two glitches at the beginning of the year, one more, and I'll start thinking about cyber attack. So, some are already openly suggesting that maybe these things are not totally unrelated. Now, maybe there's an element of cyber attack involved here. At maybe these are not just completely coincidental. So, kailangan na investigahan niya. Now, of course, yung naiya, yung nightmare niya ay nag-extend over a day. So, at least two days, multiple days of nightmare. Ito na naman, na international news na naman tayo for the worst possible reasons. Ay, naku, basta bang Pilipinas na international t- news tayo, nahihirapan talaga tayo dito, no? So, if you look at the international news, ang sinasabi dito, ayan, so talagang nag, 
nightmare situation, absolute nightmare airport issue continuing the second day. So, ilan araw na nangyari itong krisis sa Naya, so marami na apektuhan yan. Ayan, ayan, ayan na. At tapos ngayon, nakita natin sa BPI naman, ganito rin nangyari. Now, you can say, of course, they're totally different issues, they're totally unrelated. But some people are openly suggesting that, who knows, maybe our cyber defense capabilities are already being tested early into the new year or towards the end of last year. And perhaps that raises also some ser serious issues, no? Uh, pagdating sa whether yung integridad ng ating mga digital uh, systems ay uh, sapat, no? To deal with new threats emerging from all across the world, no? Wait lang, naka-connect pa ako dito. Wait lang, itong mga ka-YouTubers natin ay nagagalit sa atin. I think they're wondering kung... Okay. One second, nabalikan natin. I don't know. Hindi ko kung gumagana. Ito, bahala na. Let's... <laughs> okay. Balikan natin ito mga kameta. Don't worry din sa mga YouTuber friends natin. Popost lang natin to Hopefully with the better audio later on. Para we'll be in a better positions. Ayan. Ayan. Okay na, okay na. Okay. Inayos natin. Okay. So mukhang na-connect siya or disconnect siya. Inayos na natin. Pasensya na. Pasensya na. Mahal ko rin kayo. Mahal ko kayong lahat. Okay. Huwag kayong magalit sa akin. Tao lang po. Kapon nga, nahirapan tayo mag-OBS dito. Dahil nag-error-error. Ang tagal-tagal kung 30 minutes ko inaayos yan. Inaayos ko yung yung video, yung uh, ang dami mga ano eh. Ang dami mga ek-ek na kailangan kong ayusin kapon. So, at least masaya ako na kahit papano. We're back in business having this kind of discussions. So, pasensya na. Medyo rusty pa tayo. Uh, marami pa akong dito alaga, maraming bisita sa so, gumagamit na ng mga internet mga yan. Siyempre si Dad na, na internet TV, sila mga ganun. So, kailangan natin, ano, inaayos ko lahat yan. Pasensya na, simpleng tao lang po. Simpleng mamamayan po, gumagamit lang ng basic wifi na napakamahal. Sobrang namamahalan ako dito sa internet na sa Pilipinas. Ang kalidad is nowhere close to where it should be for what we're paying. No? 50, 60, $60 a month, you're paying $60 a month, tapos ganyan mga internet natin talagang. So, kaya nga kaapon, pinag-usapan natin yung issue ng Naya shutdown na that's simptomas lang ito na mas malalim na problema including yung power crisis dito sa Pilipinas. Napakamahal ang electricity rate sa Pilipinas at napaka-unreliable. I heard a thousand excuses na, oh, we're archipelagic, we're blah, blah, blah. No. The reality is that dahil napaka-corrupt yung dating dictatorship na bankrupt yung state-owned enterprises. Tapos, to fix the problem, we engage in aggressive privatization which didn't also help the situation because napaka-lopsided naman itong uh, uh, privatization na nangyari. So kaya ilan conglomerates nga lang, kontrolado nila halos buong key sectors ng economies natin. No? So it's a really big mess. It's a big mess. And this is really not reflecting well on the country in terms of our hopes to, as President Marcos put it, harvest investments, blah, 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 from all across the world. Now, so yon. Now, isa pang tanong natin dito mga kameta saan naman yung mga bashers? Yung mga bashers na nagsasabi na uh, naalala yung si Atom, si Parang Atom, of course, our, our, my good colleague and friend si Atom, when he raised this issue about Naiya the other month, other month, but actually a few weeks ago lang, di ba? Uh, sa December yun, nung nag-raise ng issue na sobrang grabe yung talagang broken yung transportation system natin. Sabi niya, just arrived at the airport from an overseas trip, no coupon taxes, no meter taxes, no grab, wala rin tayong mga bus at trend dito. Basically, kung wala kang sundo, you're dead. It's been an hour and counting. This is what a broken transport system looks like. So, ang dami nakaka-relate kay parang Atom. Uh, 
and I'm I'm glad that my good friend is is being honest about these things. I know he's an anchor and big shot journalist, but you know sometimes we have to show our human side and frustrations, and we have to show na we feel the pains of ordinary folks. So quote unquote ordinary folks, diba? So I'm glad na narese yan. Of course, and dami naman ng bash yan. Uh, you can guess sino mga yan. Mga kayunity yan, mga katatay, mga ganun. Dami na galit yan. But now, oh, nasan na sila? Nasan na yung mga bashers ngayon? Oh, diba? Kakalain mo, nag-world news tayo. Eh, nako, nakakaya na naman ng mga na-shutdown yung system na power outage in an international airport. Mga pang fourth world yan, guys. Hindi na third world yan. Fourth world na yung mga ganyan. Kaya... Talagang kailangan natin ayusin yung sistema natin. Dating binabash-bash yung dating administration sa mga kapalpakan. Eh, paano naman yung kapalpakan ng yung dating administration? Pinaka-immediate na previous administration. They had six years in power. What on earth did they do to significantly improve the situation? Diba last year, meron nga yung sinabi nung isa. Sino ba yung nagsabi na uh, magiging ano na, 30 minutes na ba? Ano sabi nung isa? Oh, nasan na? Diba? Sino nagsabi? Oh, ilabas natin. Ayan kasi, yan kasi. Ito, 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 ito. Oh, ito, ito, ito. Diba? Oh, 2021 pa sinabi na mangyayari sa 2022, diba? Na yung traffic daw sa Metro Manila, 20 to 30 minutes you can get from whatever location to another location. Ayan tayo. Ay, 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 talaga. Nabudol na naman tayo. Oh, ano, kamusta na? Oh, ito, 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 post natin yan para. Ay, nako, ako, you know, I have nothing against any politiko in this country. Ang akin lang, akin lang naman, sana naman, diba? Sana naman. Kung ang lakas nyo mag-criticize ng dating admin, tapos ganyan lang yung performance nyo with all the money, resources, and time, then maybe it's time for some reflection. Anyway, our best wishes to our current president to get things done as far as the problems and crisis in the country are concerned. Hopefully, hindi lang hanggang sa vlog-vlog lang. Hopefully, sa katotohanan ang nangyari. Hopefully, hindi lang purong creative communications ang nangyari. But we also have creative solutions, real solutions to real problems faced by our mga kababayan, no? right and left. No? So, itong issue ng cybersecurity is an important issue. Alam natin, ang Pilipinas, on many surveys, didn't come out very well in terms of its cyber uh, integrity, etc. So, I think we need really serious investigation into this. So I call upon our friends and colleagues, etc., whoever, John, especially as a Senado, no? to conduct some serious investigation into this, uh, to figure out, no? ano ba talaga nangyari? Uh, are this related? Are this coincidental? What is the overall state of cyber defense capability of uh, ng Pilipinas? Uh, so our good friend, si Professor Francis Domingo, Dr. Domingo of the La Salle University has done very good works on cybersecurity. I suggest you guys check his works. I will have to update also on this issue, but I came across it throughout the years as a political science scholar. Now, balikan natin muna si Pangulong Marcos for, uh, for a moment because... Ito na, officially ngayon na po yung meetings niya. So kanina nakapag-meeting siya sa head ng uh, Standing Committee ng China. China Standing Committee. Ilabas natin yan mga kameta. No? I'll go through it para exact. No, no? Ito live updates natin yan mga kameta. So ito yung pagbisita ni Pangalong Marcos sa China. Obviously when it comes to uh, President Marcos... 
China is a known commodity. He has been there. He was there at a very young age when he was seen as a princeling, prince apparent, crown prince, however you want to put it. No, because uh, de facto royalty na tayo almost yan or par royalty. Uh, pakita natin picture natin yan. Oh. So kita niyo de ba? Noon palang nasa international diplomacy ng ating president. Sino president? Uh, Si Lola, si Lola ko gusto gusto niya si Andrew E. Eh. Andrew, kasi ginanong ko yung hat ko nung isa araw. Ginanong ko yung hat ko sa picture kami. Sabi naman, <laughs> parang Andrew yan ah. Ayan. Ayan naman tayo eh. Pupartagulan tayo. Ito, ito, ito. So, speaking of history, of course the Marcoses are very familiar with China. Here we see a picture of very young, very, very young BBM with Sherman Mao, Chairman Mao, the great healthman of China, some would say terrible dictator or whatever, and then Imelda Marcos. So, medyo talagang known commodity in China sa mga Marcoses, no? And former President Marcos, Marcos Sr. was among the first regional leaders and U.S. allies to normalize ties with Maoist China and establish formal diplomatic ties with them at the expense of Taiwan, no? So, this is a half a century old relationship. We're talking about from the mid-1970s and now malapit tayo mag-mid 2020s, mga kameta. So it's a very long-standing relationship and we know that uh, even when the Marcoses were not part of the national politics anymore and partially marginalized, yung Ilocos region had good commercial diplomatic relations with China. No, Yung consulate nila doon. Uh, so this is a really, really deep relationship, no? So that's why, of course, there are many in China are hopeful that they can build on this historical uh, momentum and really usher in a new era or, or new golden age of bilateral relations as Wang Yi and Marcos discussed last year. Former Foreign Minister Wang Yi discussed, former na siya kasi may bagong Foreign Minister ng China uh, who happens to be the outgoing ambassador to Washington, D.C. of China. Pretty decent guy, but let's see what's going to happen there. Now, going back to this, Kapon pinag-usapan natin mga kameta, three different dilemmas that President Marcos faces. No? And one of those dilemmas is what I raised on sa TV5 interview natin kapon with the chiefs. Some of you saw yung mga quotes na nilabas natin about that. So, ganito po ang issue natin. No? Pagdating sa China, President Duterte was extremely friendly to China. No, Some would even say he was pro-China, right? Or pivot to China, whatever term you want to use. The reality is he was the friendliest president the Philippines has produced for China's concern, no? And yet, ang tanong is, what on earth did he get out of China in those six years when it comes to the West Philippine Sea? Did the situation get better? No, it got worse, right? Even more bullying. Yung, yung mga ginagawang kabulian sa atin panahon ni Aquino or Ramos, mas malala pa yung panahon ni Duterte, yung Jemver. Naalala nyo? That didn't happen during Aquino time. No. Now, Obviously, the Scarborough issue was serious and, and talagang nakakulang ang uh, Aquino administration siguro there, but more especially our allies. But at least they tried to respond by upping the ante and filing arbitration case against China. Eh, ang ginawa ni Tatay Digong nung na-gemver tayo. O, ang ginawa niya lang niya, pinadownplay lang niya yung issue. Tuloy, nag-blank column ako about his independent foreign policy. No, So the point is, so West Philippine Sea things actually ay lumala. Pagdating sa hidwan natin with China. More Chinese bullying, more Chinese militia forces. Last year, mga lampas sa hundred noted verbals ang na-file natin against China dahil sa mga harassment ng mga militia forces, Coast Guard forces. In fact, even Navy nila na ginagawa sa atin or sa atin mga uh, sundalo, sa atin mga fishermen, etc. So the situation really got worse. 
in the West Philippine Sea during President Duterte, even when he was very friendly with China. And more than that, saan po yung mga big ticket investments? Saan yung $24 billion na sinasabi? The most exaggerated number I saw was $3 billion. Pero baka mga pogos lang yan, di ba? <laughs> no, but seriously, di ba? More than six years na, ayan na. Saan na tayo, di ba? So, sabi ko nga, going back to the first dilemma I raised, when President Marcos is there in China, he has to honestly tell his counterpart, you know, I want to have a good relationship with you guys. I want to have a multi-vector, balanced relationship with multiple powers. But my predecessor, walang nakuha sa inyo talaga in, in, significant, in any significant way. So it's going to make it hard for me to justify an equally warm relationship with you if it's not results-oriented. So I always say, I am for greater cooperation with China, but it has to be results-oriented and it has to be in consonance with our national interests, including the arbitration award. No? So that is one big issue that will come up. And in fairness to President Marcos, so for instance, early last year, pinakancel niya yung three railway project ng China dahil wala naman talaga nangyayari. Parang nakatenga lang doon. So purong pangako lang, na, hindi nga debt trap, eh, na pledge trap tayo. So pinakancel na lang ni Marcos, pinarenegotiate na lang. So renegotiations happened on these projects because really not, nothing was happening. They're really just on paper, not much was happening. And the bigger issue that was also raised was ang taas naman yung interest rate. No, not to mention these projects will most likely all use uh, Chinese workers, Chinese technology, Chinese engineers, blah, blah, blah. So, kaya nga, President Marcos called for renegotiation of this uh, project. So, I, I agree with that. I think that was a good decision. I'm not against Chinese investments per se, but they have to meet certain basic standards. No? And they have to, and we have to make sure walang kapalit yan in terms of our interest dyan sa West Philippine Sea. So, in fairness to President Marcos Jr., he pushed for the renegotiation. So he didn't, he's not closing the doors. He's keeping the doors open, but he's making sure hindi siya unconditional love lang na unrequited love. No, a good line. It has to be results-oriented. It has to be mutual. It has to be concrete. And it cannot be just purong pangako lang. Now, interestingly, President Marcos also suggested that he's open to negotiating a joint exploration agreement with China. No? So, ito yung isa pang issue na ni-raise nung panahon ni Pangulong Duterte, pero walang napuntaan because the problem is China wants to have, ba? China wants to have claims in areas na dapat wala silang claims. No? They're claiming what is ours, right? And they're claiming what is not in consonance with international law, right? So, how can you have joint exploration in an area where one party that has no business of claiming anything is saying we also have a claim there. So you may end up justifying or rationalizing their excessive claims if you engage in joint exploration. Not to mention, you might violate the Philippine Constitution and the Arbitration Award of 2016. So I don't know what the president wants to really do on this. So there has to be some very honest red lines uh, specified by the president and then let's see what we can do from there. That's why my suggestion was service contract na lang gagawin ng China and Pilipinas. So CNP, CNC, Sinopec or whoever major Chinese companies can have a service contract a la Shell, Malampaya, whatever, whereby they accept it's our sovereignty, but we can cooperate there and explore the resources there. And hopefully this is not in an area that is claimed by China so that there's no problem. So I'm all, I'm all for joint exploration, but it, it should not undermine our national sovereignty and sovereign rights. That's extremely important. And dapat sangayon ito, no, sa ating saligang batas, our national patrimony uh, provisions, and also, we have to make sure that this doesn't embolden China's claims in the area, right? So let's see what the president will do on this front. Ten agreements are going to be signed out. A lot of them on the economic fronts. 
But I want to see what's going to happen on this front. Will there once again be some sort of committee, whatever? Let's see what's going to happen there. All right, Mahameta. So we're watching very carefully for these things. Now, I kept on promising na babalikan ko tong issue na ito, Mahameta. And babalikan natin yan. Which is, ganito na lang. Ganito na lang, Mahameta. Now, on one hand, we have to make sure na yung mga pangako ng China ay may saisay at may basihan. But on the part of China, I think they will also, no, I don't think, I'm sure they would want to also get some reassurance because what, the problem the Chinese see is this. So under President Marcos Jr., we're looking at opening up some of our bases. So we can have a separate meta on this, guys. We talk about Taiwan, Philippines, US, China, no? The impossible square, no? Um, the thing is, President Marcos Jr. is opening the possibility that Americans could gain access to a number of key bases in the northern regions of the Philippines. Now, in an event of war, God forbid that hopefully never happens, at least in our lifetime, but one base that could be opened up to the Americans is in Mavulis, which is very close to southern shores of Taiwan. As you can see here in the map, mga YouTubers, don't worry, I'll post this, you can see it yourself later on. Uh, if not Mavulis, or actually, not only Mavulis, even Fuga could be opened up. So I'm just showing to you how close these islands are. So this is Fuga Island, man. Malapit rin yan sa Taiwan at malapit rin yan sa Mavulis. So these bases could be potentially opened to American troops in an event of contingency jan sa Taiwan, no? Kung sumugod ng US etc. Ah, uh, China, yeah, uh, etc. And different studies show that southern shores of Taiwan are quite vulnerable, so any attack could potentially happen from there. So, kaya mahalaga talaga itong mga bases ng Pilipinas. We have naval facilities there in Mavulis and Fuga Island. No? So, this could be opened up potentially to China, uh, to, 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 to US. No? Uh, now, ev speaking of even non-war situation, under the Enhanced Defense Cooperation Agreement, there are also discussions of potentially opening up some bases in Cagayan region, in Isabela region, etc. under the Enhanced Defense Cooperation Agreement, in addition to other pre-identified uh, bases like Basa Air Base, Bautista Air Base, which are also very important, especially vis-a-vis -vis the West Philippines in dispute. So, ang point ko is, kung ikaw in China, at meron kang kausap na sinasabi, we want the golden age, we want a good relationship, blah, blah, blah. And then at the same time, nakikita mo itong kausap, may napaka-friendly sa US, at potentially binubuksan ang kanyang mga bases dito sa, sa America. Potentially, because nothing is finalized yet. Then, probably you're gonna ask for something, right? You're gonna say, hmm... You sure you want to have more investment from us? Maybe you want to reconsider this. So those are the things I'm really interested in. Now, President Marcos will also go to Japan and U.S. later this year. So I'm sure they'll also offer him something to make sure that uh, on an even keel, no? Yung, yung revitalization of bilateral ties. So, th so this is very complicated, in short, I'm saying. So on the surface, things look nice. Yung sinasabi na, friends to all, enemy to none. Well, let me tell you this. Only children believe in that nonsense. No, and not even children would be. Only fools will think that you can treat enemies as friends, right? Because we have enemies in this world, right? Uh, and you cannot treat your friends and enemies the same. Or you cannot treat your allies, super allies, and ordinary friends, and semi-friend, frenemy, all the same, right? As Aristotle said, injustice also is a case whereby you treat unequal people equally, right? So we cannot be just friends to all, regardless of what they're doing to us, including what they're doing to the West Philippine Sea. We have to have clear red lines. Nonetheless, I agree with President Marcos that our relationship with China should not be defined by a single issue. But the reality is that the West Philippine Sea issue and now even the Taiwan issue are so, so important that it's, that it's going to be very difficult to just 
shoved, shunt it aside and say, let's just focus on economics. Because as far as China is concerned, they're not going to give us free cookies. No? If they're going to make any real investment, which they didn't do really much under Duterte, they're not going to just allow, they're not just going to sit idly by and, you know, just say, okay, Marcus, do whatever you want with US and all, even though my direct implication is that China is a Taiwan or West Philippine Sea. Right? So, you know, is having a dilemma. So, I want to see what agreements are going to come out tomorrow. We'll have more discussions on that. Gusto ko ni sana makita anong update dun sa Pogo issue. Is there going to be a final agreement on making sure na wala ng Pogo sa Pilipinas or significant reducing numbers or umasa na lang tayo sa mga katulad ni Vico Soto to make the right decisions on this issue. Alright? So, we can have more discussion on this on Taiwan, etc. But at least, as I promised, finally, I'm showing you some maps. I'm showing you some data here so you can see my point of reference when I discuss things. But there's so much more to discuss here. Alright, mga kameta? Don't worry, I'm going to post more also, some YouTuber friends that you're going to have a more graphics-based version of this. And pasensya na lang sa audio. Pahitek feel tayo naman presidential security style. Mga ganyan. Ayan. So, next time, magbe-basics na lang tayo. Alright? Para walang problema. So, maraming salamat sa ating mga uh, minamahal na kameta on YouTube, on Facebook, among others. Talagang kapon. Hirap na hirap talaga ako dito kasi hindi ko alam nangyari sa internet ko. Sabi ko, ano ba nangyari dito? Baka nasa cyber... Diba? Grabe talaga, hirap na hirap ako. Ilang 30 minutes ko siniset up, nagkakaproblema. Yung, ang dami kong ina-adjust-adjust dito kung ano nung kagikan ng ginagawa ko sa audio re... Sa, sa resolution, sa downscale filter, inaayos ko doon sa video uh, uh, byte rate, sa audio byte rate, or whatever, or bit rate, whatever. Talagang hindi, talagang ayaw talaga kapon. So I'm glad na today at least kahit pa paano nakabalik tayo. So thank you very much sa mga kameta for your continuous support and love. Let me say thank you of course dun sa mga nagka-comment suggestions. Thank you sa mga ka-YouTubers natin. Ayan, si John, Idaf, Legarde, kay Just Your Average Joe. Ayan, yung mga nagalit sa atin dahil yung audio natin ay malabo dito. Kay Joe Chalan, thank you very much sir. Good PM, uh... So, kay Will, ayan, audio is fine. So, inayos na natin yan. Huwag na kayo magalit. Kay BN, ayan, si BN ang nagpaano sa atin. Now, hopefully, tomorrow we have more clarity on the key agreements that are going to be signed. So, we're going to break down these agreements, mga kameta. Don't worry about it. Let, just miss, let, let me just thank Ma'am Eden Olonan so much, as always, for being so supportive. And her kind comments and suggestions. Kay Ma'am Jocelyn Lomberia, super thank you, as always. Kay Riz Annie. Ayan, at talagang mga usual suspects talaga mga nagmamahal sa atin. Alam ko naman lahat naman kayo nagmamahal sa akin in different ways. So, ayan na. So, I have to go ahead na kasi may mga duties na ako parang tatay style. Wait lang, ba't itong lumalabas? Ano ba nangyari dito? Ayan, thank you rin kay Ariel de Guzman, Tengren, salamat din. Salamat kay Sir Ernie Carpio as always for joining us. Kay Sir Michael Uy also for joining us. Salamat kay Lina Mirales for joining us. Ayan, ayan na. Sabi ni Will, purong MOU lang naman. <laughs> eh, yan ang problema. Kaya mamaya, yung mga ka-unity natin na magpapost na, nakauwi po si ating Pangulo ng $40 billion, mga blah, blah, blah. Ayan, nako, baka purong ano lang yan. Pledge-pledge na naman yan. I will I will believe it when I see the real investments. Literally, concrete investments. Thank you, Angeline Simons, kay Annabel Gamoras, again, Riz Annie, Jean Canlas. Salamat, salamat. Thank you as always. Let's catch up again soon and have more discussion about this. Maraming salamat. I'm so glad that at least nakabawi tayo, naka-analyze tayo using OBS again. And I'm glad to be live once again on YouTube. So maraming salamat. Thank you po. God bless. And talk to you soon.